Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another digital citizen episode three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Ah, uh, see what I did there, Luke. Oh yeah, I didn't even notice that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, nice. Mm hmm Nice. Uh, me and Luke, we we have uh, like when we 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 do things before the podcast, we we regret not recording sometimes, and this is one of these times. For some reason, why why we were talking about Megan Trainer in the first uh, place? Oh, because I was singing her song. For some reason, oh, because we were talking yeah. about audio quality, and I said, "Yes, oh, we need to." You need to get closer so we can increase the bass Fix slightly. The, bass. the bass. bass. And then you started singing yeah. the mate. Yeah. And then we wondered what's up with Megan Trainer. Oh, hi, Fro. <laughs> hi, everybody, by the way. Yes. Currently, what is her deal? And Fro was like, when was the last thing she was in? And I was like, wasn't she in a reality show recently? <laughs> and we saw she was mm. in well, Battle of the Bands. Battle of the Bands. Which came out at yes. the end of the year last year. That was the mm -hmm. last thing I remember her in. So we decided to look her up a little more, and you found she's doing some TV show coming up. We're not really sure what it is, or yeah, she she has uh, she was like, oh, I can't wait to talk about this. I'm going to make a new comedy show uh, with ABC. A sitcom I, is what it looks yeah. like. We're thinking, right? Yeah, it, it's a sitcom, but we don't have a title or a date or anything. No. Okay. And then I googled her name just to see if she has had any other hits, and then I found out this article where it says that she is making uh, uh, custom uh, greeting cards with a company I have never heard of in my entire life, AmericanGreetings.com. Well, not only that, it's a, it's a smash up available through American Greetings and Blue Mountain. Whatever that is, yeah. two websites. Whatever uh, that is, they're e cards uh, for iPhone and Android. So it's not an actual. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's a physical piece of, like a physical greeting card, but it's a message that can be personalized for just about anyone with a thousand recipient na names to choose from. Uh, yeah, she says it was an actual, an actual joy working with them. Okay, um, so it's just like. <laughs> and they have one of those old, then, old things with celebrities where you would like yeah they the celebrity does like a sentence and then they just jam a name in there so it'll be like hey i'm really happy to see you fro i i really <laughs> hope you have a great birthday yeah and then we find out it's not like only her on this website it's like christina glera Donny Osman for some reason. <laughs> Dolly Parton is on here. <laughs> Dolly Parton. Where the young witch? Shaq in a box. <laughs> not Shaq, but Shaq in the box birthday song, which I'm not sure what the mm -hmm. hell that even means, uh, to be honest. <laughs> but we, it's got Alicia Keys song, but uh -huh. it says personalized lyrics, so I assume that like they just take <laughs> take the song, which we looked it up, and they do have their. Uh, According to this website, they're working with Sony uh, uh, Entertainment Media, so they have the rights to all these songs. Mm -hmm. 
But I'm assuming, like, when you listen to, like, this Alicia Keys sa- song, they just take out certain parts and put in people's names to make it sound like they're singing to right. them. Right. And, of course, Megan Trainer is all about that cake, because remember her so- one song, all about that bass? Uh, yeah, there's some... Uh, at least on the Shack in the Box, they have reviews. They have user reviews for all this stuff. Oh! Uh, can I hear a review, please? <laughs> it's got 4.7 or 4.4 overall quality. It's pretty high. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves this. Let's see. Uh, well put together for all ages. Everyone will enjoy the message and tempo. I guess. The, oh, and tempo. The song yeah, has great tempo, simple. I guess. Um, it's just a fun card. Very, mo- very much unique. What more can I say? This is absolutely the best. I love the cards that are so personalized, and this one is over the top. Good job. People, Good job. There's like nobody giving this lower than like four stars. Everybody... <laughs> I f- Let's see, maybe I can... Oh, I can go to the one star things and then see... Uh, will not open. So bummed. I love the card, but the fact that I cannot truly personalize it was a disappointment. Given the names I wanted to insert were not in the drop-down menu, I've seen the reviews of this nature going back for years. Why not make it so that customers can write in a name if it does not appear in the drop-down menu? Because they don't have it recorded. Right, yeah. I was just going to say that. <laughs> you, could have a, you could have, like, a computer voice say it, but it's not going to yeah. be Shaq saying it, right? Yeah. No. Yeah, a lot of the negative responses are just missing name, uh, I couldn't yeah. get it to play. Uh, yeah. He said my name wrong. Oh my so gosh. like mispronouncing the word Eliana, or yeah. which I guess you could Eliana, El- Elena, or Eliana. I guess it, you know what I mean. You know, but yeah, this is a thing people pay good money for. This has been going on. I mean, these kind of websites <laughs> have been around for years. This is just one that's more. I have never ever heard about this. I remember them like uh, pro wrestlers doing things like little audio greetings for people back in the day that were very much like this. Um, mm. Like there was some other website that did it though. Obviously, these are video ones, which I think it's just like an extension of the same concept, right? Yeah. Okay, let's go into the news. Uh, Sweden and Finland has uh, formally submitted their NATO bids. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm. I don't think anybody is really super surprised by this, to be honest. I would say we talked about this in the past, but I swear it was Poland that we had talked about. Uh, Poland and Sweden, and now that had been talking about it, right? Am I wrong? And then now no, it's Finland. No, it's okay. al- always been Finland. Maybe for some reason, I'm in my brain. I mix up I Finland Pol- and Poland because they both I end think in Poland is a member if I'm not 110% correct. Okay. I'm just mixing up the lands, the Finland yeah. and the Polands in my brain. Yeah. Um but Sweden it, Go ahead. It could also be that uh, uh, when they have had meetings they have had it in Poland. Ah, that would be it probably. <laughs> that would make yeah. it yeah. Sweden and Finland uh formally submit NATO bid in hand in hand. So they did it, you know, together, announcing a joint pref- mm-hmm. press conference. As Turkey maintains, it will not support these applications. Is Turkey a part of yeah. NATO? I don't think so. No, they're yes. not. They yeah. are? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Sweden and Finland will formally submit simultaneously. Uh, Swedish Prime Minister Mandelina Andersson 
has said in a systematic shift in Europe's security uh, architecture after the invasion of Russia or Ukraine by Russia, right? Yeah. So Tur Turkey has blocked early vote on Sweden and Finland joining NATO. Right. Okay. So. Um. Because they don't. They don't. What? Are they, are they on Russia's side? What's going on there? Uh, the thing is that they want more. They want. Uh, want to pay less money and also maybe. Uh, like it's just that it has a lot of like oh nobody cares about us mentality, and Orgewan uh, is a little bit crazy in the head as well, so that doesn't really help. Right, it says uh, Erdogan on Monday said they would oppose the applications and there was no point in diplomats even coming to Ankara to discuss it. Turkey alleges Finland and Sweden shelter people, it says, are linked to groups it de designates as terrorists. Yeah, Turkey accuses Sweden and Finland of harboring members of Kurdish militant group as it considered uh, uh terrorist organization and they also object to their decision in 2019 to ban armed uh, exports to Ankara over Turkey's military operation in Syria so that is the two biggest reasons right okay um, I, I this seems like a provocation uh, against Russia for sure I, I can understand yeah. why the two countries want to protect themselves but it's almost a double-edged sword because while protecting yourself, you're also uh, in engaging in making the person you're trying to protect yourself against angry, right? Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? It's a double-edged sword slightly. I also think it's kind of strange that, I mean, from what we've seen of the Russian invasion of Ukraine, they, they're failing as, pretty miserably as far as I can tell. Or, mm -hmm. Is that what you see in Norway? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So do uh, the, the reports are saying saying that Russia is really struggling. So and, I guess uh, my point uh, is to decide now that we need to join NATO because of the the danger of Russia. Mm, mm. They don't seem all that dangerous if they can't take over. They have no ability to take over Ukraine. Sweden has a much more advanced army than than Ukraine does, right? Uh, right. They, I don't think the Russians have any. Uh, I wonder. I wonder if it it, it comes to that uh, the border uh, to Russia, uh, both for Finland and Sweden, is pretty big. Well, yeah, that's why NATO, they want uh, NATO wants them to join. Clearly, right, and that's why Russia is not interested in them joining. Um, but I think it also boxes in Russia more where um, you got to think of it in the aspect of like now we're putting more NATO lives on the line literally on the front lines uh, yeah. against Russia um, yeah. so, so if you're against troops being sent to the front lines then you probably should be against against this, this them signing into NATO at least right now like if mm. 
if, uh, let's say, Russia had completely taken over Ukraine and just came in and in the first month was just like, done, every took over every city, you know what I mean, and it was completely controlled by Russia, then I would be like, yes, Sweden and Finland absolutely have a reason to want to be in NATO right now. Um, but since that didn't happen, it's kind of in between for me, where it's kind of like, I understand why you want to protect yourself, but at the same time... Look at what you're protecting yourself against and aggravating the situation, which could just make it worse. I don't know. Do you understand? Yeah. Yeah, no, I totally understand what you mean. I kind of of agree. Uh, I, I, I do feel like this is also a little, like, pushed uh, in uh, because... NATO wants to have troops in, in Sweden and Finland as well. So it also feels like it's a strategic thing that they're kind of using this situation to get... Well, they want to uh, surround, or not surround, but uh, completely cover that border of Russia in between right. Russia and Europe so that it is completely covered. Like, there's a line of NATO troops all along that border, which is definitely right. a strategic military um, idea. Like, that's... Uh, mm. But this also, like, especially in Sweden, goes against, a, like, years and years of non- interventionism and things like that. Right. As far yeah. as, like, politically? I've been neutral as long as I can remember. And so, this, uh, especially since it was just decided so quickly, there was really not yeah. a whole lot of debate in the country. It was just kind of like, this yeah. ha- has to happen. Um, it seems also a little bit rushed, I guess. Uh, but, mm. I don't know, it's... I, I see a lot of people talking about, oh, is this going to push uh, the Russians to, you know, retaliate. I guess that's the biggest nah. biggest question. I mean... I, I don't think so, personally. Okay. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really think they are, would be idiotic enough to try to to create something out of nothing. A lot of people saying, or a lot of articles saying that the there have been remarks by what the Russian government, um, but I'm reading a political article right here that says, Vladimir Putin said Finland and Sweden's bid to join NATO pose no direct threat to Russia, but warned the Western military alliance moving weapons into the, t- uh, warned against uh, NATO moving uh, weapons into the two countries. Right, okay. Yeah, I, I, I just, yeah, yeah, no, I don't. I don't see how they they are a huge danger right now. I think I right now they like like I said, if they don't have the ability to go into Ukraine, what are what are people are so afraid of? I guess I mean rockets and like long range missiles, obviously n- small nukes or whatever. But, but what I'm reading here is uh, it's Putin says in contrast with remarks earlier Monday. Uh, that he's a he's he, what does it say? Russia wants to inform you that it has no problem with these states. Um, yeah. So yeah, it just uh, Putin said there will be consequences if military alliance moves weapons into the territories, though. So he's saying I don't have a problem with them joining NATO. Of course, it's Putin. He's probably 
lying. But he's saying, uh, we don't have a problem with them joining NATO, but if they go against us, then, then there's going to be an issue. Yeah, and, and, and that's, that's, yeah. I mean, if we start moving U.S. military gear into Sweden and Finland, I guess the question mm. is, uh, are we then, is that defending Ukraine at that point, or are we just in a war right. with Russia then, then yeah. at that point? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think I think that's up, uh, definitely something. If I if if I was Russian media, I could make it sound like you're you're in in war with Russia. Then, uh, yeah, I don't even think you really need to be Russian media to point out like uh, that once you're like once you're not sending armaments to the country you're supposed to be protecting, you're sending it to other countries that aren't even being uh, attacked, that then all you're doing is kind of uh, provoking the situation and, and, and you're not really fighting for Ukraine anymore, you're fighting against Russia. I guess that's more of a better way to put it. Mm. Uh... Another week, um, another crazy gunman in America uh, kills 10 people at the Buffalo supermarket. And then uh, some hours later was another place where they killed one and wounded some other people. Oh no, I think you're mixing it up. There were two different shootings this week. Right. Okay, so this all happened at this one supermarket and then there was another church shooting which we're not going to talk about which might be what you're mixing up is that right yes uh, okay. that's what i'm mis uh, mixing up right if i mean if you do the research uh there's like for the amount of days that's been in tw 2022 it, uh there's been more than one shooting per day or mass shooting yeah. per day in america so mm. in the sense of like this isn't that unusual of a story the, the thing that made this story kind of become bigger is his motivations which were identified by like a manifesto which people found um and that he videotaped it uh or live streamed it i guess um on oh, twitch this fucking white replacement theory it is so incredibly stupid uh i mean that's one of the things he cited right is that what, in his yeah i didn't i haven't even seen the manifesto or anything um i don't even know where to find it uh, I saw a few clips it, of... It is, it is a little, like, Breivik. Uh, like, uh, I think uh, he cites yeah. Breivik in it actually as somebody who inspired him. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he actually did. Uh, and then also the uh, New Zealand shooter. I think those were the two people right. who um, he, he cited as, like, uh, inspirations for hi, hi, what he did. Um, mm. Yeah, he... Uh, live streamed it. There were videos that went up online, and so a lot of people calling for, uh, you know, uh, more. He had it on Twitch, didn't he? Yeah, people are calling for yeah. Twitch to um, send. What is a good uh, monitor um, live streams more, but or like look at the content. Okay, figure. Catch, yeah, but you can't catch them all. Well, not only that. Like this is a live stream. Like, well, yeah. what I've seen is it the. The stream went down after two minutes, so that's pretty much as right. fast as anybody is going to be able to catch 
check out and make to see if it's real or fake and then be like, is this something, you know, two minutes is like really good, I think, but people are yeah, still yeah. saying Twitch didn't do well enough. I don't know. What do you think yeah, about no. that? I think that's silly. I think two minutes is, 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 is okay. It seems strange that we went uh, from, I mean, mass shootings in America is not a new thing. Um, it just seems like the most, more recent ones, uh, when we see them in the news are, have something to do with white supremacy. Mm -hmm. Um, other ones that, like I said, there's been more than one for every day of th this year. So not all of them are. And in the past, I would say most of them we heard about weren't. Some of them were obviously, mm -hmm. um, Definitely. So, I mean, obviously this situation, this guy was motivated by his racist ideologies, but I don't think that you can necessarily diagnose every mass shooter in America. Like, the, the problem with mass shootings in America is white supremacy. I don't think those two things can be connected because of all the other mass shootings that don't involve white supremacy. Not that it isn't a problem, especially in this situation. I just think the you can't diagnose the problem with mass shootings being white supremacy, even though in this case I, it was. I couldn't agree more. I, I think that's, that's perfectly said, Look, And I, I, I do think it's kind of, I, I find it a little bit weird because again, they bring up like video game violence again. Oh yeah. The Republicans are doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's like, why, why is that a, a problem only in America, like I said before. Why, why isn't Japan filled with people killing each right, other? Right. Yeah. Like a lot of people are, because this guy was on 4chan and Reddit were two of the places he said in this manifesto he was radicalized. Um, mm. you, in those in those websites, in the areas of those websites where you can see white supremacist. Um, teachings and other things, people posting videos and things like that. Um, and I guess another point, just like the video game analogy, uh, being that video games outside, it, like in other countries, don't cause people to go do mass shootings, Reddit, mm. Reddit and 4chan also exist in other countries, right? And those same sites people are looking at in other countries. And uh, so there's something else inherent to America uh, that causes, you know, this uh, mass shooting violence. Right, yeah. I saw one person that kind of made a, kind of an interesting connection that could be something to do with it, is that every time the U.S. spurs on some type of new war effort is right mm. around the time we get some kind of white supremacist uprising which causes some kind of mass shooting or mass killing. Mm. Like, um... Like the Oklahoma City bombing happened right when we the uh, we were going into Iraq, right? Um, mm, mm. Uh, there is a st strange connection to the state endorsing war violence and uh, individuals uh, seeking their own justice through violence. It's a strange correlation, but it's something to be looked at, I guess. And it, I, <clears throat> sorry, and I, I, I feel like it's it's something that that should be looked into as well. 
And I also think any kind of war, especially against any foreign country, is going to add to racist rhetoric because you mm. automatically are giving that person an in to be like, oh, I hate these people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tell me about uh, the next thing we're going to talk about. Uh, immig uh, yeah, speaking of these people, immigration and agency yes. operates vast surveillance dragnet. Uh, U.S. Immigration Custom Enforcement, or, or ICE, has built a digital surveillance system that gives it access to personal de deals of almost every single person in America. It says a two-year investigation by Georgetown University Law. Researchers from the Center on Privacy and Technology Tuesday released a comprehensive review of ICE's activities, concluding that the federal organization has stayed well beyond its duties as an immigration body and has become what is effectively a domestic surveillance agency. So, What a shock. The vast amount of data which ICE now has access to includes driver's license data, data drawn from utility records of 75% of adults, information on the movement of drivers in cities that contain 70% of the U.S. population. They also have facial recognition technology drawn from driver's license photos of at least a third of all U.S. adults. So, yeah, they're... Mm, wow, that's a lot of people. ICE is now Big Brother, and they're not going after just illegal immigrants they're literally monitoring most u.s citizens it looks like wow are you surprised by this i guess i'm kind of surprised that it's ice other mm. i mean i knew that this was happening by some u.s agency right i'm just kind of surprised that it it's the agency that's supposed to literally be doing the opposite of what they're that they're now doing they're supposed to, they're immigration, they're supposed to be taking care of people outside. And ICE is already a horrible organization that shouldn't exist. And now they have all this power, right? Look at the Immigration Nation to see a very good documentary about... Yeah, they're just bullies, and, ICE. you know, it seems like Terrible the people, people that they get... That get hired into ICE or get brought in or or they choose bullies, people who are going to bully around immigrants, yeah. Definitely. Uh, the next thing is also very interesting. Israel police beat mourners at funeral of uh, uh, Israeli uh, Palestinian journalist, and the police is investigating. Uh, are they going to find something? Police investigating police? Um, it always mm. works out well in America. So yes. All, all, all the time. <laughs> they, they never let them off, like, like a no, warning, no, 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 even no, no. though they, like, murdered somebody. Um, how, how, how dare you insinuate that? Look, that that we need some... That in most cases, you need some kind of independent investigation, not an no, investigation... No, 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 ...by the group no. that actually perpetrated the crime? Yeah, hmm. No. Weird. Oof. Weird how that works. Uh, <laughs> right, that's... A journalist was killed by sniper by Israeli snipers. We should start that out. Uh, her funeral was happening, uh, and Israeli police decided on Saturday to conduct uh, investigations into officers who attacked that funeral. Police forced pallbearers with batons at the start of the funeral procession on Friday, whose witnesses said uh, she, the journalist was killed by troops Wednesday. During the raid on the Occupy Bank, um, the shocking scene at the funeral showed Israeli police uh, 
uh, attacking uh, mourners mm. uh, to the point where they dropped the casket at one point because the pallbearers are being beaten by the police with batons. Um, a lot of people saying that this was on purpose, that they went in there to make a point, I guess. Mm. Yeah, that sounds like something you could do in that part of the world. I mean, people were already mad that they shot a journalist because this was somebody who was lab like had a giant vest that said press on it and a hat that said press on it and then a sniper came right. and shot her uh, clearly on purpose. Like, they didn't do it on accident. If, you know, it wasn't stray fire. It was a sniper. Uh, yeah. So people were already upset at the Israelis for that and then for them to attack her funeral. It's, you know, kicking people when they're down. It's just the worst yeah. of the worst. Yeah, no, that sounds like a very unhealthy thing to do. I mean, I, we need, Israel Israel needs to be investigated. I mean, it, so many groups have said that this is an apartheid state. This is horrible. There's a geno like there's genocide happening in this country. People are being murdered right. uh, for their ethnicity, um, and we don't do anything about it because it's Israel, right? Mm. America has always had a very like strange relationship with Israel. I mean, I think I think Trump was the first one that uh, said that they should move uh, uh, their headquarters to Jerusalem. Oh, well, they actually that. did it. Yeah, yeah. When they, they did that, yeah. Okay, let's uh, go to UFOs. Uh, Pentagon uh, now reports about 400 UFO encounters. And uh, they say they want to know what's out there. Uh, the U.S. Congress held its first open briefings on UFOs in more than 50 years on Tuesday, but those seeking explanations for numerous military sightings uh, were left disappointed as defense officials appeared to hold the juiciest information for only closed-door meetings. Uh, but during a 90-minute briefing in Washington, a highlight was released of two new videos showing unidentified aerial phenomena, although one of them was immediately debunked. Uh... This is the first hearing of its nature since 1966. Um, wow. In 2021, U.S. intelligence released a landmark report which found 144 reports, but like you just said, now it's up to 400. So, mm. uh, yeah, we got the video there in the in the thing. I um, see that. The thing of the thing. Yeah. So. This is actually from the uh, hearing, so go ahead and give me a mm -hmm. countdown whenever you're ready. In three, two, one, go. Any given observation may be fleeting or longer. It may be recorded or not. It may be observable by one or multiple S assets. Scott Bray is who In this short, is. There's rarely an easy answer. Navy example, intelligence. The first video that we have here today. Okay, first video. Shows an observation in real time. What is that? We're looking out of the window yeah. of the plane, obviously. I didn't see it. In many cases, that's all that a report may include. And in many other cases... I didn't see anything there. Did there was a, like a white thing. 
as we detailed in both the unclassified Where? and classified versions of the preliminary uh, right. the director of national intelligence. Oh, I saw it. June, yeah. It was so fast you could barely see it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and reporting hampers our ability to draw firm conclusions about the nature or intent of UAP. Okay, we got as another video coming up in like a minute. But when individual UAP incidents are resolved, they likely fall into one of five potential explanatory categories. Airborne clutter, natural atmospheric phenomena, U.S. government or U.S. industry developmental programs, foreign adversary systems, okay. or a hmm. other bin that allows for a holding bin of difficult cases. So these videos are from the other bin, is what I is he mm. what he's saying. We stand by those initial results. Since the release of that preliminary report, UAP task force uh, database has now grown to contain approximately 400 reports. The stigma has been reduced. We've also made progress in resolving the character of a limited number of UAP encounters. For example, let me show you a couple of, uh, another video and image uh, taken years apart in different areas. In this video, U.S. Navy personnel recorded what appears to be triangles, some flashing, recorded several years ago. Tri off the coast of the triangle craft? This was recorded while the U.S. Navy ship uh, observed a number of small unmanned aerial systems uh, in the area. It looks like a paper. video. Right, yeah. Flashing paper Flashing paper. These remained unresolved Led. for several years. Yeah, that is what it looks like. Yeah, I mean, it just... I mean, it doesn't look like a plane, though. I guess that's what no. they're saying. It's the shape of a plane, kind of, but it's a triangle. Why is the moon green? No, they just zoomed out later, the lens of the camera. And off a different coast, U.S. Navy personnel, again, in a swarm of unmanned aerial systems, and again through night vision goggles and an SLR camera, uh, recorded this image. But this time, other U.S. Navy assets also observed unmanned aerial systems nearby. And we're now reasonably confident that these triangles correlate to unmanned aerial systems in the area. Mm. The triangular appearance. So they're saying it's a, a drone of light passing mm. through the night vision goggles, and then being recorded by an SLR camera. Okay, we're gonna stop there. So they're I saying this video they believe is a drone. They're not sure. Right. They didn't say if it was our drone or somebody else's drone, but uh, right. that's what they're saying. That this is this is real. This is not. Or this is we do know what this is. We don't know what that is. I guess mm -hmm. is a better way to say it, right? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, these hearings are happening, so I'm sure we're going to talk more about it next week, because um, they're still going on. This was just like the first day of the hearings, uh, and then there's going to be behind-the-scenes, you know, closed-door talks, which lately with the U.S. government, I wouldn't be surprised if we get some leaks out of that, so. So, uh, I didn't know there was an Australian election going on until this week. Uh, because Kim Jong-un all of a sudden was in Australia in the election, right? Yeah, I just voted this week also. We had elections here in Oregon. Um, oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Primary, what did I think? you vote on? Uh, for, like, the... It's a primary to see who, who goes for, like, governor, I think, a few different commissioners, and then there was only one ballot measure on the thing so just a bunch okay. of uh officials but the governor is the biggest one right now um 
But a man impersonating North Korean leader Kim Jong-un on Friday disrupted an Australian election campaign when he burst into the event that Scott, uh, Prime Minister Scott Morrison was attending. The impersonator, later identified as Howard X, started talking to media, saying, Thank you very much. Gladys Liu is the communist candidate for Australian, he said, before you interrupted an aide. Excuse me, I'm going to have to... Oh, you are going to have to leave. This is the most offensive thing I've ever seen in a campaign, one aide said. Uh, the impersonator responded to him. Excuse me, you don't get to tell me... Tell the Supreme Leader what to do. I can support who I want. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh, the impersonator left the uh, Melbourne venue soon after... In a statement to the Associated Press, Lou said she was focused on delivering the outcomes uh, for communities she represents. I will not be distracted by my opponent and their grubby tactics. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, so this is what is interesting here. They are uh, they really blame their opponent. Uh, right. I mean, yeah. Lou. It says Lou was born in Hong Kong and has lived in Australia for almost thirty years. Uh, the disruption uh, disruption has been orchestrated in part by a long-shot Queensland state candidate, Drew Pavalu, who said on social media that he was good friends with Howard X. Uh, he claimed in an earlier post that Liu had defended Chinese leadership and had ties, ties to the regime. So, um, if it, this is... It, this is racist. This is some racism is. happening in yeah. Australia. Uh, yeah. In the, you know, in the political sphere, so... Uh, yeah, I have a feeling that people are are not going to vote for this guy now, but I don't know. They probably weren't going to vote for him anyways. I think it's very, very clear racism, and I think it's so incredibly stupid. But it's also kind of funny. I mean, it's kind of silly in a it, way. It is silly and Getting funny, an impersonator to do, like, a goofy stunt. Like, I can see how you could sure. do this and not have it be racist, but this one just happened to be racist. <laughs> just happened to be. No, Trump tells the truth this week, so let's go directly into the TV round. Okay, TV. Have you seen any TV? Uh, I saw The Return of Kids in the Hall. On his Amazon Prime, excuse me, Burp and Burp. I need to see this. Why haven't I seen this? Oh, I don't know. I mean... Uh, it's good. I, I really liked it. I'm not all the way done with it, but I've been watching it one episode at a time because it's kind of just a fun. I don't. I kind of don't want it to be over. Is that that's a good sign mm. that it's a good show? I suppose. Um, yeah. But like, just when I sit down to eat lunch or something, I'll watch an episode because it's only 25 minutes. It's like a normal 30 minute um, kind of show, but uh, mm -hmm. it's. I think the comedy stands up really well to the original. Um, all it is is just better camera work, um, like, you know, it's just updated quality, but the comedy is still as funny, um, uh, and obviously there's nostalgia for me because I grew up watching Kids in the Hall, so that probably adds a lot to, for me, I guess anybody who hasn't mm -hmm. seen Kids in the Hall, I should point out, it's just a sketch comedy show created by Lauren Michaels, who, uh, also did SNL, obviously, this is also produced by Lauren Michaels, uh, with the guys from Kids in the Hall, uh, yeah, it's very good. I would check it out. I, I gave it a, I'm gonna give it an eight. Eight. Cool. Uh, the Lincoln Lawyer. Yeah, the Lincoln Lawyer. Yeah, I saw that. 
that. Oh, uh, I saw a couple episodes of it. I saw actually all of it. I got a uh, New Jersey accent, you know? <laughs> this guy has a very New Jersey accent that's not real. It's a very fake New Jersey accent. Uh, it's okay. I got something uh, about it just the whole time. I'm like, something weird about this guy's accent. <laughs> Uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's about this guy called Mike uh, Holler. Uh, he's kind of a, a weirdo. He uh, has lived in his car. F uh, he's kind of like out of it. And all of a sudden, uh, a friend of his dies and he has to take over his uh, uh, lawyer firm uh, and his cases. Right. And, uh, and figure out how, why... Or how his friend died, also. Right. Right. Uh, this is created by David A. Kelly. It, it's it's very... Cutty cut... Or cookie cutter. Cookie cutter show. It's like every other show you've seen. I, I just really enjoy this. I, I... It's not like it's something I'm going to, like, have on the top of my list, but I was entertained enough to see every episode, so I'm going to give it a 6.5, maybe? Yeah. It's it's okay, it's a lawyer show. Right. If you if don't it, like... like that's, uh, that's, you have to like show. those kind of shows to like this, yeah. and it definitely has that very... It's got a network TV show kind of feel to it. Um, it's very. based based off a book... So, mm. it's also kind of going by an, a, a scripted thing, so it's not going to kind of, like, uh, twist and turn as much, maybe. Well, maybe not, I don't know. Uh, I thought the acting was fine. The storyline mm -hmm. is very network TV. The filming of it is very network TV. So, overall, I'm going to give it a 5.5. Yeah. And that was the only other thing I saw, so did you see something else? I did. <laughs> Be because I I saw the second season of this amazing show, Luke. Okay. Uh, you you're going to be very very happy to hear uh, to hear that they are back. Uh, Bling Empire season two. Why do I feel um, like that show just came out? <laughs> I guess maybe it, it came did. out a while. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's because it just did. Uh, but yeah, no. Uh, it's just silly. <laughs> I, I mean, if you have never seen this, uh, you have to see it in season one to make any, any like any sense at all. So, if you haven't seen season one, I don't. Uh, you think so? I, I, I mean, oh, it's yeah. one of those shows you can kind of turn your mind off, though, right? So I feel like if you did get into the for beginning of second season, that like mm, you're not gonna you're. You could probably insinuate a lot of the stuff, right? Maybe, maybe I need to see the second season. Sure, but yeah, no, I I saw all of it, and uh, I I love Kevin. Uh, that's one of the reasons why I continue watching the show. Uh, this one guy on the show that is actually a little okay and rooted in reality, when all all the people around him are like silly rich. He seems like the one that's like down to earth. Oh, okay. I mean, this is. Uh, it's one of those reality shows that you watch to, like, kind of. Not hate watching, like, the sense that it's a bad show. It, it's like you hate watch it because 
the people okay. are s such horrible people, right? Yeah. 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 It's like Jersey Shore in that way. You're like, can't look away because they're so horrible. I will give season two a four. Okay. I don't know if I'll watch it. I remember the f watching the whole first season just because it was so ridiculous. Like, the people are so crazily terrible. Um, yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, talk about Killing It, episode five. Uh, or uh, let's watch a house. Oh, yeah. Jillian, uh, let's see, episode five called Task Rabbit. Jillian gets to live out her fairy tale when she takes a job house sitting for a wealthy woman. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, played by, I don't remember this actress's name, but she's been in a few good things lately. The wealthy woman. Yeah. Quote unquote. Uh, yeah, she, this is another side quest kind of in the storyline, right? I love that they like kind of have one episode with storyline, one with not the storyline. So I'm going to guess that the next one is with the storyline. Oh, than right, yeah. That, this maybe was the worst episode so far. Uh, it kind of felt formulaic because it didn't yeah. advance the story all that much. I think the thing about the, mm. the two episodes that I, I kind of call them side quests because that's kind of what ended up happening is like uh, the beginning of the episode, they go, we don't have any money to go out and uh, snake hunting right now, so she needed to make money to go out to make money, right? So she gets on right. TaskRabbit to get a job with this wealthy woman. So in a way, it is connected to the story, but it's a side quest, like a side quest in a video game mm -hmm. almost. You know what I mean? It's like she's grinding to get back to the main quest almost. Uh, and that's what happened in the other one too, is he went to the that thing to try to like, you know, side quest... Uh, to try to get that lady's endorsement of his product. So, yeah, um, I like that about this show. Oh, I, I don't know. Do you think they will do one and one That would be really interesting. I don't know. Yeah, uh, this, this episode was very good, though, I thought. Uh, I don't know if it was the worst episode. I think the first, I think I don't, I think the first episode was probably not as entertaining as this one, just because there was so much mm. char character development. Um... <laughs> I really like the concept of, like, her being watched in this smart house. Like, everything in this house can right. be watching her, and she doesn't realize it. She brings in the mm, love interest, uh, and everything goes wrong. I mean, the comedy's there, right? Uh, most of the time, me and you were just interested in looking up smart mirrors, which we didn't know was, like... <laughs> a thing. Well, yeah, yes. there's like these crazy yeah. mirrors you can get that you can watch Netflix on and like get calls through, which we were like, this seems not, like a terrible idea. Yeah. Well, not they were like over a hundred thousand dollars each. Yeah. 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 There's probably cheaper versions. We were looking at the really expensive ones, but like, um, seems like a bad idea to be able to like Skype in your bathroom because people <laughs> could then access that camera, right? Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah, uh, but, you know, I I was a little disappointed in this episode. I will give it a 7. Um, I'll give this one a 7.5, I guess. Cool. Uh, we all remember how amazing CNN Plus was. Yeah, it went Rest in peace. swimmingly. Yes, rest in peace. Uh, CNN accidentally said 
Welcome, baskets, to employees, employees at CNN Plus. This is funny. <laughs> CNN actually accidentally sent welcome baskets to employees who are already laid off at CNN Plus. I mean, it's kind of just a slap in the face almost even. You know what I mean? They thought they had a job and then, yeah. Uh, the paid subscription service was launched on March 29th and shut down on April 21st. A week later, hundreds of laid-off staffers received welcome gifts, some of which had encouraging notes attached. <laughs> you gotta think that they had already planned this, like, way before the the yeah. thing happened, but it just, they went through afterwards and they didn't notice? I don't know, how do you think this happened? I have no fucking clue. It, says, it just says they were sent by mistake. Um, uh... Yeah. Many CNN Plus employees started six months or even mere weeks before the launch. Employees who did not find internal roles at CNN will receive uh, six months severance after they leave CNN Plus. So, yeah, it's kind of like for those people, I, I feel really bad. Like they get this thing in the mail being like, remember that great job you thought you had? Like that's yeah. how horrible a feeling would that be? What big? Uh, they got a big guy from Fox News or to CNN Plus. Uh, do you remember his name? Uh, no. Well, I think I know who you're talking. I can picture oh. his name or his face in my yeah. brain, but I can't remember what his name is. Brian I wonder, something. I wonder if he's fired as well. Well, they said any most a, a lot of people found you know spots in CNN. So yeah. I want to say Chris Como, but uh, I know that's wrong. Uh, cool. Let's go to Eurovision. Uh, we have a little more than this this one, but uh, uh, according to people, uh, Russian uh, vote hacking uh, attempt failed. Police say. Uh, what is this all about? It says pro-Russian hackers attempted to dis disrupt voting for the Eurovision Song Contest. Uh, the Italian police have said Ukraine won this competition thanks to huge support from the public vote. Uh, Russia was banned f from voting. Oh, was banned from the contest following invasion. Police in Italy, where the contest was staged, said the killer uh, Killnet hacker group targeted the semi-final in which Ukraine performed, as well as Saturday's grand final. But the cybersecurity division says they blocked the attacks. Uh, various computer attacks of DDoS nature aimed at the network's infrastructure during the voting operations. Right. Yeah, and uh, also in other Eurovision news, uh, we saw this uh, when there were all of a sudden, uh, when we, me and Luke were watching this together, and w when they were giving points, all of a sudden there were like some countries that was not able to give points from their place, and we were thinking, oh, it's technical di difficulties. Right, no. because they had done, they had also paused for a really long time before, yeah. and we were like, they must be getting something figured out, right, yeah. Right, because votes from six national juries were actually removed, and they uh, suspected for attempting to manipulate jury voting, so... That is pretty big. Who's manipulating them? Uh, well, uh, uh, like they came together and uh, like agreed of like giving points to each other. Oh, I see. Is what right. I think. 
so in the analysis of the jury voting by the European Broadcast Union, Pan-European Voting Partner, and this, after the second dress rehearsal of the semi-final of 2012, a certain irregular voting patterns were identified in the result of six countries. So, and uh, yeah, no. So it's 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 going to be interesting to see if they, they that will have any ramifications because all of a sudden, like, like he showed up uh, the the uh, the jury foreman on our window six times during the voting, and that's like, wow, are they having so many difficult <laughs> difficulties of getting a hold of people? Right, like, but yeah, what is Zoom not working? That's what we were thinking. Right. Yeah, this doesn't <laughs> yeah, make any yeah. sense. Like, why would in this day and age, there's no reason for a video call not to like work pretty well, especially in that situation, and for it to happen six times? Like, if it was once, yeah, whatever. But yeah, uh, I don't know. I just because of the amount, sheer amount of uh, call-in votes for Ukraine, mm. I don't think these other votes would probably bump off them no. from number one, but maybe it could shuffle no. around other parts of the of the standings. Is that what you're thinking? Uh, that's what I'm thinking, yeah. I mean, UK, or UK and Spain, number two and three, they're only seven mm-hmm. points apart, so that mm-hmm. is a very possible switch there. Do you see any other ones that like are really easily uh... six and seven? Italy and yes, Moldova. Seven. There's not many points between those. Eight and nine. Uh, Norway came tenth. Uh, happy with that. Especially uh, for something that uh, Johnny Weir, who when I was watching the American version of or American broadcast of Eurovision, he was just showed up in a box all the time. It was Johnny Weir in a box when I was watching it. <laughs> and he, he even said in the Norway song was a comedy joke song. And, and mm-hmm. for it to come in 10th is pretty pretty awesome. Uh, the biggest surprise for you and me was that Spaceman and the UK was so high up. Especially was... after the countries vote, voted. Yeah. Um. But I think you even called it saying that Ukraine wasn't going to do that great in the country votes. Right, I, I did. And uh, when they were going to get their vote, I was like doing math very fast. And I guess that I got 150 televotes. I mean, I wasn't that uh, far away. They got 183, so I'm, I'm satisfied with that. But yeah, it's the biggest win in in Eurovision in many years, of course. But uh, will there always be an asterisk by this win? Yes. Would this have won another year? No. Am I happy anyway? Yes. I like the song. I like that it's different than most Eurovision songs. It's a hip-hop yeah. song. Like, there's a lot of... I think I even said this at the time. Like, there's a lot of R&B, like... With like some songs that are like uh, a ballad that has a rap in it, but it's not a rap song. For this, this is like a hip hop kind of rap song that is just hip hop, right? It's not like mixed with something else. And for it to win mm. Eurovision, I think is really cool for that genre of music. Uh, and then the last thing I wanted to say was Germany only got six points. Yeah, and I, I. I thought it was going to do way better than that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, France is maybe one of the biggest disappointments of the night. 
Uh, both me and Luke loved France. Yeah, yeah. I like uh, I, I I like France way better than I like Germany. But I just thought that mm. guy. It seemed like in this day and age he would get more votes, but I guess not. Hey, uh, do you know what you should do? You should go to audibletrial.com/adc. That's audibletrial.com. Slash A D C. You can get a thirty-day free trial of a book. Books, books are very good, and other media, as Luke likes to say, uh, because they also have podcasts and things like that. That's right. Uh, yeah, and uh, if you cancel it, you get to keep that book and also support us. So just do it. Uh, cool. Uh, don't really have any movie news, so let's go into the movie round, I'm guessing. Have you seen any movies, Luke? Uh, I did. I saw Firestarter, <coughs> the remake of the Firestarter. 1970s movie and also book by Stephen King, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you, can you guess? I also saw this. I never read the book. Did you read the book, Firestarter? Yes, I am a big Stephen King fan. Right, I, I've read some Stephen King books. That's not one of the ones I read. So, um... Right. I, I have actually read all Stephen King books. I think the reason I never read it is because I saw the 1970s movie before I ever started reading Stephen King. <laughs> and it probably turned me off because that was a terrible film. <laughs> it's a it is an awful movie. I mean... <laughs> And that that movie and this movie are very not alike. They're very, they're nothing alike. But I I was wondering if since you've read uh, the book, which one is closer storyline wise to the book? Oh, the second one. Right. Okay. That, definitely. So overall, if we're gonna break this down, this is to me, I guess, is mm. not as it's not a great movie, but it's way better mm. than the first version of this, like by a mile. I I agree. Uh, I. Don't really have a huge respect for the first one. I, I think I hate it actually. This one <laughs> I didn't didn't really. I mean, it's not the best movie I've seen, but it's it it was totally it was totally okay. It's it's not a movie that I will go and think about and and wonder and and uh, fantasize about. But uh, it was good. I. I I think I think my expectations were pretty low going in, into it, and I think that helped. But uh, it's not, yeah, like I said, I, it's it's not the uh, the best. But what else can I say? Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I had fun with it. Still, I uh, as like a psychological kind of thriller horror movie. I liked the ending. I thought the ending was really ending is really good. Really good ending for this. So overall, I gave yeah. it a six. I don't know about you. Okay, I, I gave it a five point five. Oh, we're closer than I thought. I thought you were gonna go like when we talked about it. Early, well, I guess it was before you watched it. You had said you yes. heard really bad things about it. So I heard terrible things about it, and I didn't think it was that bad. But I, I think a lot of people have a very hard on on the Drew Barrymore. Uh, version of this movie and I don't really know why. Really? Okay. Yeah, I Yeah, people I'd... like that movie for some reason. Strange. Okay. Not me. <laughs> uh well look, I saw the best movie ever uh this week. I saw Morbius because that is definitely the best movie I've ever seen. Okay. Is it 
ironically. Um, do you know what? It, it is it is a little funny with Morbius, where it is uh, a, a Spider-Man movie, kind of, in the way that uh, Morbius has kind of been one of Spider-Man's, like, villains. So it's a villain kind of uh, uh, movie, and I don't think that's clicked in for me but it's also very much trying to be bat batman for some fucking reason and i have to say that jerry leto is okay in this movie and i i feel i feel more sad for the movie than i feel for him because he did a totally okay uh, uh acting job in this it's it's not like anything to write home at uh, in either in the bad and or in the good it was okay the problem is the manuscript is so fucking bad it's just like oh uh i have a blood disease i'm going to catch some uh vampire bats okay and suck blood out of them and make a formula oh it turned me into a vampire oh i can't help my best friend that has the same disease uh, he's trying to get it, and two villains fighting against each other, and the dynamic of, like, we know that both of them are bad and have killed people. Right. Doesn't work. It, 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 yeah, it just doesn't work. It's a shit movie. I give it a two. Uh, okay. Yeah, I, I've already seen, like, a, uh, some YouTube video that totally broke down the entire movie. I want to say it was Elvis the Alien. So I I know I've already been spoiled. I have no desire to see it either. So it's so bad. I've heard and nothing but bad things. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Speaking of, is this? I was gonna say speaking of bad things, but it's it's bad. But uh, it, it's called senior year. I don't know. It's bad, but it's not that bad. I guess I don't know. What do you think? Come on. You you it's saw this terrible. right? Yeah, it's terrible. Okay, maybe. The fact that I watched Marmaduke last week <laughs> is like kind of skewing every movie I've seen then. <laughs> because like after watching Marmaduke, this was totally bearable, if that makes sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, That's senior fun. year. Uh, who's the main character? I don't remember her name, but this is about a, uh, a, yeah. a girl who's graduating from high school. She's the most popular girl in school. She's worked really hard to become popular. The head cheerleader. Uh, mm. She wants to become prom queen, and is about to be prom. They're doing their like end of the year uh, cheerleading routine. Routine? Yes. Uh, and her friend. What? Not friend. Her um, enemy, I guess. The the antagonist of this film uh, pushes somebody out of the way, and she hits her head. She's in a coma for, like, 20 years, I think? Yeah, um... That part didn't make any sense. Obviously, you have to totally suspend disbelief of the coma stuff, right? Uh, there's a lot of things that you have to suspend in this movie, yes. But, I mean, the concept is kind of silly in a way. I, you know, I think, um... Rebel Wilson is funny. I've always thought she was funny. I don't know about you. 
I think she's good in some things. I think she was terrible in this. Oh, okay. I uh, yeah. I I mean, I I I like Grims Grimsby was fun. Uh, Hustle is one of my favorite movies by her. Okay, that's a really good movie. But yeah, no, I I she's good when she's good, but she's. I mean, she wasn't cats bad, but she was still bad. Okay, I don't know. I thought it was just kind of silly, stupid fun. I give it a four. Oh, I give it a two point five. Okay, it's not bad. Uh, okay. Yeah. You really didn't like this I movie. Really didn't like it. I didn't laugh once. Okay. I and I I I like to laugh when when it when a movie tries to be funny. It felt very nineties to me. It felt very I don't know. Uh, they were definitely going for like a throwback thing of like you know millennial people would enjoy it. I don't know. There's something about that that added a few points to me. And then uh, overall, I it just was. It didn't make me laugh, I guess, but I was entertained. Yeah. Mm. Uh. Oh, your turn, right? Yeah, the last thing I saw was Hatching, or Fanas Hani Huyotoya, as it's also called. Um, oh, yeah, I want to see this. It is It is uh, about this 12-year-old Tanya that is very... has some parents that are terrible, terrible people. Um... And she's trying very desperately to please her mother. Okay. And uh, she finds a very strange uh, egg one day. And she wants to hatch it. And uh, yeah, what's inside is uh, something else. Oh, all right. <laughs> I'm going to be that, uh, that uh, unspecific. Uh, I'm going to give this an eight look. And... Recommend it very much to you. Yeah, I, j I just put it on my list. I I said last week I wanted to see it. Um, I just didn't put it on my list. All right. Uh, I saw two more movies, so I'll go Our Father. Didn't you see this? Okay. I think you saw this like last week. Yeah, or something. I, s I saw it last week. Yeah. All right. Um, this is about a most American uh, uh, documentary in the world. Uh, there was definitely, like, a weird Christian slant to the whole thing, right? Like, everybody's talking about Jesus and, like, how he went against God and all this stuff. Like, there is definitely a Christian slant to this whole thing, but it's an interesting story about a guy, a doctor, who, uh, these siblings find out through, like, genetic testing, like, what, 23andMe, those kind of home testings, that he, mm -hmm. as, what is the doc, what kind of doctor is he, a... Fertilization doctor. Fertilization, right. He had, instead of using donor sperm, had used his own sperm. And there's all this speculation as to whether he did it to, like, as part of, like, a cult that was trying to spread their seed around. And there, there's, like, a, a, a bit of speculation as to why he did it for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but he definitely did that. And there was, what, over a hundred siblings or, and counting, something like that? Um,. Yeah, it's very crazy story, very interesting documentary. The story is very cool uh, as far as, like, something crazy and wild. Uh, not cool as in, like, oh, it's really awesome that he did that. That's not what I meant. I didn't mean, <laughs> I didn't mean it like that, even though it kind of came out that way. Uh, but, yeah, overall, I gave this doc 
Uh, I'll give it a 4.5. It's kind of on the same vein as a mm. lot of these Netflix uh, crime docs. Mm. Oh, yeah, and then the last thing I saw was Ted K, Unabomber. Oh, yeah. This came out in I February, I think. Uh, yeah, it is an 85% on Rotten Tomatoes, which is pretty good. It's got a 6 out of 10 on IMDb, though. I thought the the uh, acting in this was very, very good. The guy who plays Ted Kaczynski is, like, very convincing. What? Char Charlotte Copley? Uh, I don't know. Sure. You, you would know him if you saw him. He was... He played, um... He was in the A-Team movie as Murdoch. That's the thing oh, I, okay. I remember him most yeah. from. Yeah. Um, he's very, I'm very good in this. Movie, by the way. Uh, I, I like the show also. I really liked it. Yeah. Uh, I don't remember if I liked the movie or not. I, I saw it. I did see it. I remember. Uh, I don't remember if I liked it. But yeah, the Unabomber... This documentary is shot on the actual land where he lived and everything like using mm. uh the script is all written with words he wrote in his um man not in the manifesto well in the manifesto and in other documents that were found in the cabin so it's all like kind of they're trying to go for factualness of this uh it's not a documentary obviously but they're trying to like make some kind of factual connection to like right. source material and things like that which makes it very interesting uh, because you're hearing like actual his actual thoughts, uh, it's got a weird slant on it where they're tr they make him out to be like some kind of incel, which I guess I never knew. Maybe it's true, but I've never heard that about uh, Ted Kaczynski. Hmm. Overall, I gave it an eight point five. I totally agree with Rotten Tomatoes. I guess I didn't realize they gave it an eighty five percent. Also, but um, it's really well acted, really good. It's a little bit slow and a little bit plotting but then when the the exciting parts happen it gets really exciting so mm. yeah that was the last thing i saw cool e oh yeah that uh, that sounds uh, like a fun thing uh it's definitely going on my list of things i want to see i think you'll like it a lot the just because of the acting and the cinematography is really beautiful because it's shot in this mm. like remote area of montana with all these scenic you know uh really scenic shots of the mountains and stuff yeah uh as people maybe uh, will understand this is going to be a little short show i'm not feeling uh, that amazingly amazing right that, that amazingly amazing I'm not feeling myself, uh, so we're going to make it a short uh, show this week. Uh, but next week we will talk of news of the week, TV and movie of the week. We will do uh, Killing It episode 6. And another digital review of Men. I'm going to guess it has something to do with Men. I've seen the preview for this. I know it's a horror movie, uh, believe it or oh. not. It actually looks... A horror movie about Men. The okay. trailer looks really good, to be honest. Okay. Yeah. okay. Uh, but that's just a trailer. You never know. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, one thing that's just come out this morning that we didn't cover in the news, but we definitely will cover next week, uh, is the Michael Sussman Clinton lawyer trial just started today. Oh, that started today. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm, I got our, our BBC article uh, already. Uh, it says that the lawyer for the Hillary or they, they're saying that he lied to the FBI and manipulated the 
agency in order to win an election. That That's what was said by the prosecution, I guess, today in court. Interesting. That's, that's the first thing coming out, but we'll talk more about it next week. Cool. But uh, let's do the Jeremy rant. Uh, like I said, uh, my head has been kind of Eurovision. Eurovision and Centric. Eurovision? Right, Eurovision yes. centric. Uh, so I'm going to ask you more. More. What uh, have you? Uh, <coughs> right. Okay. Something. About? Yeah. Uh, let's see. First, I wanted to start with the unicorn riot stuff. Did you look at? I told you about it. Did you look at any of yes. it? Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. If you go to Unicorn Riot on YouTube, they released. Um, I don't know. We've got to be like twenty or thirty, like almost hour long videos. Some of them, or some of them are almost two hours. Yes. of leaked Patriot Front mumble meetings uh, from last end of last year, and it's just all these actual online meetings with this totally racist uh, group that's trying to kind of spread their racism around America. Um, mm. So it's interesting to hear from these guys when they don't... It's, you know, being a fly on the wall of these totally racist nut jobs. Uh, and to hear what they say behind closed doors when they don't think other people can hear them, you know what I mean? Uh, a lot. That's yeah. I was gonna say, be wary. A lot of racist language is used. A lot of very derogatory things towards minority groups is used in these videos. But it's something that needs to be out there so people understand what they're actually trying to do. That's funny because one of the very few things I saw this week is I pranked America's most racist man. That got oh, recommended I, to me. It's so many, like always on my recommended. Is it good or should I watch this? Oh, it's or? so. Oh, it's so good. Look. Okay. Yeah. For, I, I, I need to see it. I had this. I had this. You know that sometimes when you something's recommended to you so hard, you're like, God, mm -hmm. if they're gonna keep doing this, fuck them. I'm not gonna watch this. Like, I get, right? Yeah, yeah. But if it's good and you say it's good, I'll watch it. All right. Uh, it, it, it is very, very fun. Yeah. Rug cleaning. I've been watching cl people cleaning rugs for like a week, and I went down a really bad... You know sometimes on YouTube you end up down a rabbit hole of uh, things? Uh-huh. Well, there are... Don't go down the rug cleaning rabbit hole, because there are very dark, dirty, uh, literally dirty <laughs> areas on YouTube of things that you do not want to see, like rugs, uh, rugs filled with insects and, like, cat urine and pee and... Uh, maggots and things and i don't know why people want to see this but it's all over youtube just to let you know to try to avoid that cool but i i started on it was weird because i started on just normal rug cleaning and then slowly youtube kind of started trickling in these really weird rug cleaning videos right it's kind of funny mm. uh quackerly uh had the discord got talent in, in real life i love those videos I don't. Uh, I, I know the name, but I don't think I've ever watched his videos. Oh, Quackerly? It's very. Or is very it funny. a guy? Or is it a woman? Or is it a yeah, it's in between? Guy, okay. Yeah. Uh, and it had KSI and Vic Star in it, so. That's oh right. Always he, funny. Right. Okay. Yeah, I don't really watch those guys very much. Uh, I guess the last thing we were going to talk about was Creator Clash, which I saw yes. most most all of the fights. I didn't watch all of the event, but I saw the fights because they're kind of just out there online. Uh, Ian or Idubs lost to Doctor Mike. A lot of people mad that there was, Shock. um, there was some kind of not 
great sportsmanship by Dr. Mike when they went to touch gloves. Uh, they touched gloves and then he like instantly swang and hit him instead of, you know, usually you touch gloves and then you back up and then you start to fight. He did like a touch glove and then went and swang like and hit him, which is not, you know, bad sportsmanship kind of. Uh, yeah. Let's see, any other fights you were super interested in? Harley from Epic Mealtime won his fight very easily. It was a kind of a total of domination over Ego Raptor. AB from H3 Podcast lost his fight. Okay. Uh, let's see. The best fight of the night was, or the most interesting one was Dad versus Matt Watson. Dad like beat, like took, got the knockout in. I, I want to say like twenty seconds, something like that. It was really oh, fast. Wow. Uh, yeah. The other Matt Watson was not ready. Uh, I did a thing. Was a good fight against odds went out. He won his fight. Michael Reeves against Grant Stefan. Michael Reeves won his fight. Really? I yeah. didn't think that. Okay. Uh, Alex Ernst versus Ryan McGee was probably the most brutal fight, or I guess the Idubs fight, and this one were like the most, because they both went kind of uh, to the end. They went full round. Okay. So, you know, it, the longer you go, the more bloody it's gonna get. Yeah, yeah. Uh, overall, How did it was. Minx do? Uh, Minx, right? She beat Yodeling Haley like viciously. Yeah. They were not even seemingly. In the w same weight class, they were very. Uh, Yodel and Haley is way smaller than Mix, as far as like. Oh, okay. okay. Shorter, not as muscular, like every, every metric of being a larger person, <laughs> uh, basically. It didn't seem like a very yeah, fair I fight. I always liked Mick, uh, Minx. She's like, she's very cool. I, I watch her YouTube videos sometimes, and she's very funny. Irix is expecting less, like, uh, professionalism, but it seemed like everybody took this very seriously as far as boxing went. Um, there were some goofs in the big, like, in the entrances. Dad came in with a body bag that said Matt on it, things like that. <laughs> That's funny. And then I guess the most goofy part of it was the national anthem, which was oh. sung by Airsoft Fatty, which, uh, you know, is an iDubs kind of guy. He's an iDubs guy. Uh, oh, was so funny. Some people were mad that he they were saying he uh made fun of or like made a joke out of the national anthem. I didn't I thought it was no. just a good time and I even thought that the crowd getting into it made it even funner. Uh but what happened was he like messed it up what twice and <laughs> twice, yeah. And the crowd finally was starting to sing along with him to try to get, like uh, what's the word for it? To let him Help know what him. the words were, because it seemed like he yeah. had forgotten the words to the national anthem. Which you know, when you're nervous, yeah. I I I can't remember the lyrics to to, to my national anthem, national right? Anthem, so I don't know if I if you get if I got in that situation, I can feel like I could see how I would get totally so nervous, I would just lose my mental capabilities. But the crowd getting behind him was very cool. Uh, f felt like an indie event or something, like an indie wrestling event, kind of. Right. Uh, the production and everything was pretty decent, so, yeah. Good event. Cool. Uh, do you want to end this with a shit note? Oh, actually, one more thing. There has been oh. rumors from that... Well, there has been talks of another creator clash, and one of the rumors is Harley from Epic Mealtime, because he's, like, mm -hmm. six foot five versus... Uh, Doctor Disrespect, possibly. Ooh. Because they're, I think Doctor is six foot seven, and he and Harley is six foot Ooh. five, so it could be like a huge matchup. 
Well, that would be fun. That's rumors. That's all rumors. So. Well, do you want to see uh, the official trailer for She-Hulk yep. Attorney at Law? Attorney at Law? Is this a real... That sounds like a joke, yep. but okay. Nope. Alright, it's kind of started already. Give me a countdown. In three, two, one, go. It's loud. I have no... I have no clue <laughs> if this is going to be good or not. I'm going to guess now. Why is it attorney at law? I don't know. I mean, it just some makes legs. me think of Harvey Birdman, you know, which is yes. a comedy, so... A bad comedy as well. It was interesting for its time, is what I'll say about Harvey Birdman. <laughs> Oh, she's like, she's the lawyer for oh, all the for bad the guys. Hulk. Uh, oh, wait. Those are like the baseline of any woman just existing. Oh my god. Oh my god, that face looks awful. Yeah, that's some pretty bad CGI. That is uh, awful CGI. She looks like, um, when Fiona turns into She-Shrek. Yes. She just doesn't have the little ears on top. Is this a TV show or a movie? Yeah, no, a TV show. But it looks awful. Okay. Of course it has to be an attorney show also. They had to, like, jam that in there for no reason. That CGI is awful! Was that a that joke at the end? <laughs> yes. That's funny. Funny. That's funny. That's <laughs> funny. Funny. <laughs> Okay, everybody, uh, sorry for the short show. See you next week. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Another, di another, digi another digital citizen. 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 Another digital citizen.